2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. It's time to play like a Jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet. What does that mean?
0: I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets.
1: Rodgers going for it all. Looking to bring it open. Hey! Knaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett
2: Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen, tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards. For the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quincy Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets.
3: Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet 1. And it is time to recap day number 20 of New York Jets training camp with our friend who's the owner, the operator, the lead reporter. The whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, let's just get right to the big news. It was announced not long after camp practice today, Corey Davis, who was about to enter the third and final year of his contract with the Jets, where he was to be paid $10.5 million. Robert Seller reiterated earlier in the day that Davis was away for a personal reason and would be gone for as long as he needed. Well, apparently as long as he needed means forever because Corey Davis has decided to retire from football, making the announcement himself on his own Instagram page Robert Salas spoke about it. We'll get into that in a little bit. But also, apparently, Corey Davis informed his teammates that he had been thinking about this yesterday and then made the final decision today. Nobody knows exactly what happened here. Maybe the injuries took their toll. Maybe the newborn baby caused the revelation with Corey Davis, and he decided at 28 years old to step away from the game. But we know the Jets were counting on him to be probably their number two or more likely number three receiver. This does free up $10.5 million, so we'll get into what that could mean in a little bit. The Jets now at $21 million under the cap, but they have a gaping hole in their wide receiving core. This could mean an opportunity for Gibson or Brownlee, who have been fighting to make the roster. And it certainly cements the order of Wilson, Lazard, and Hardman is the one, two, three. This is a very surprising development. I know there were people that were hinting that perhaps the Jets could look to trade Corey Davis if they wanted to save some money and they liked the young guys. Rich Simini had hinted at that. Andy Vasquez of NJ.com had said as much on the podcast as well. But I don't think anybody expected Corey Davis to retire and walk away from the game at age 28. Your thoughts here, Chris, on Corey Davis deciding to call the day?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot uh, to... It was very surprising to hear. Like, I'm certainly not going to say I expected it or I'm not surprised by it. But also, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. A lot of things started to make sense. Uh, Even though, you know, I always talk about this a lot. You don't can't read too much into training camp reps and snaps. And uh, especially since Corey Davis just hasn't been around but the way that they've been doing some stuff, using some people uh the last uh, few practices and days, it's like, it huh, looks like that maybe they might be trying to carve out bigger roles for the Randall Cobb situation right now. Um And it's just like, okay, is, is that really the move you want to be going in? Um, But now it makes more sense because it's like, oh, well, you're not going to have Corey Davis there. There's, there's plenty of ways to look at it. the The most important way to look at it is: well, this is a blow to the depth. Uh, him and Lazard are are very similar players. Uh, you know the when they, and that's why when they signed him, everyone was talking about: okay, you can get rid of Corey Davis, free up that money. And then there was other people like me that were like, yeah, you could do that, but also like Corey Davis at that money is good value. Like he's not as, you know, a, a number 1 receiver or everything, but at that money, that that's good value. You you're not going to be able to take that money out onto the free market and find another receiver as good or better than Corey Davis. It's going to cost you that much money out on the free agent market, you know. But at the same time, you can also look at it and say, well, clearly if you read his message, you know, this is something that he's been thinking about for some time sounds like football wasn't you know he he wasn't loving football and especially the ins and outs and the grind of it as much but it was probably one of those things where it's like oh man I'd like to actually just retire right now but can I pass up getting 10 mil a year like uh, I'm I'm gonna go do it so maybe that was it and if and if that's the case, and then he just, he doesn't want to do it this year, then you as fans and, and everybody's got to look at it like, all right, cool. Because it's one of those things, you know, not to like, uh, you know, go all Baker Mayfield, uh, on here. But like, if you're not, if you're not in it and you're not committed to go with the fight with everybody else, then all right, wish you the best in life. Enjoy, but find somebody else who will. And then, of course, the, you know, the, the other part of it is, oh, man, yeah, you wish he could have come to this decision a few months ago, like back in February, March, and then they could have used that money elsewhere. Uh, because now it frees up money. that That's great. But now you're very limited in what you can do with that money next year. Now this makes the Dalvin Cook signing a little bit better, that you absorb a little bit more that money, you free up this money, and then, of course – if you don't spend whatever money that you don't spend this year it gets to roll over into next year's cap to be used too. So it'll be benefit them, uh, down the line, freeing up money there. It's, it's it's not going to hurt as long as they don't have an injury to those top guys though. I uh, really, whether you swap out Alan our Corey Davis and it's whatever, uh, it's nice to be able to rotate them in and out and give spells. And, you know, obviously if one of them gets injured, you have the other. But you, you, like you said, you got Garrett Wilson, obviously the one. You got uh, Lazard too. And then you got Nicole Hardman and Randall Cobb doing the, the slot gadgety stuff. Um, and then you're going to look to see if someone like Brownlee can can stick. But, you know, you can't expect too much out of the rookies. Uh the good news is this isn't quite like the offensive line situation though, where you're just at this point in the season, you're just like, this is what you got. You can go hope to sign some backups after cuts and whatnot, but you're not really improving the unit. You can still improve the wide receiver group, uh, at this part of the year. You you know, whether you get trades or uh or, you know, training camp cuts, there will be a lot more. Uh, each year there's a lot more training cut uh, contract casualties at receiver than there are at uh, offensive line. I talked about it with offensive line. What you really, really are hoping for is like a really g- a solid offensive lineman that gets paid a ton of money, has a rookie in his spot that's coming along and makes them expendable. That, that's the only way like a good offensive, a decent offensive lineman is shaking free now. That's gonna, that's much more likely had happened with receivers. So there's, there's way more avenues. You know, it, they, they calm the Stefan Diggs thing down, but it was just like a, not even a month ago where he was re- like, on the precipice of being demanding his way out of it. So that's always a possibility down the road that somebody else makes themselves available to. There's many more routes to improve that unit. But again, I'm not really too concerned about it right now. It's a depth concern. You get an injury to one of those top guys, then all of a sudden becomes a problem.
3: Of course, the two names you're hearing a lot of right now are Mike Evans because Tampa Bay seems to be in the middle of a rebuild. And Devontae Adams, because of the connection with Aaron Rodgers, I don't expect anything like that to happen now, but now that the Jets have extra money for next year, perhaps it becomes a possibility. I believe Mike Evans is in the last year of his contract, so maybe that's something that happens next year. Devontae Adams, if things go south with the Raiders, maybe next year he's available in the trade and the Jets can strike there. I don't think it's anything that's going to happen right now, but like you said, Chris, It's definitely possible that a different receiver who's a veteran and might be able to fill that role, perhaps not as well as Corey Davis, becomes available either in a trade or gets released as a salary cap casualty. So we'll see. Here's what Robert Sala said on the situation. My heart goes out to Corey Davis and his family. We'll always support him in any decision he makes. We're always here if he needs us. And Chris, you talked about how in practice they were ramping up what Randall Cobb's been doing. We've been hearing more and more about the connection with Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Lazard was doing some things today, although he left practice and gave everybody a bit of a scare. Talk a little bit about what you saw from the receivers and the passing game in general today at practice in lieu of what we're hearing now with Corey Davis. And anything you've heard so far about Alan Lazard, it appears it's not anything serious, and he should be back pretty soon. But certainly with the news about Corey Davis, that was something that was going to shake Jets fans a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's, you know,
2: obviously, as I sit here and say, this only really matters if one of those top guys gets injured and then you follow it up and we'll be like, oh, yeah one of those top guys left practice. Um, but then, you know, it was, you know, two weeks ago that Garrett Wilson left practice and that actually looked bad at the time. Um, and then the, the way he ran off the field, but then it was a um, quickly clear that that was fine and then they slow played it and held him out afterwards and this will be the same thing I, i i there's no reason to be concerned about the alan lazard injury right now i'll just start off with today uh the the beginning the first part of team periods first team offense breezed right down the field i mean they they uh Aaron Rodgers full control. The defense was pressuring him under, but he just moved down the field with relative ease. Missed a couple passes on first down here and there, but second down, boom, down, down, uh, touchdown to Allen Lazard with Sauce literally tackling him to the ground. Like as he caught it, it was perfectly placed ball. And then just in general, talking about the offense and the receivers, Garrett Wilson is the number one. Obviously, he's He's awesome. We saw that talent uh, last year. And it's evident that watching him at practice, like, oh, okay, now he's got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to love throwing to him. It's very clear watching, like, oh, you you got Garrett Wilson, Keeper League. You're going to go in fantasy. He's going to do all those numbers. You're going to want to bet on Garrett Wilson overs, like, all year long. He's going to have that type of year. Um it, it, it's very clear and obvious and you can see the chemistry between him and Aaron Rodgers building. Having said that, it's still Alan, Alan Lazard. You can see like, I'm like, Oh, the him and Aaron Rodgers are just on the same page in a way that I've never seen a quarterback and a receiver in person be on the same page. Um, you know, I, this is more of a recency thing. There's other Examples, you know, I I can go back to stories of Tom Brady and Gorkowski doing this, but I'm going to thinking of like uh, Mahomes and Kelsey talking about in the playoffs that them just Kelsey just deciding I'm no I'm going to run a different route in the middle of this play and break off. And Mahomes knew that he decided to do that. Like he did. not They just knew that. That's when I'm watching them at practice, I'm like, oh, they're on, they're synced up on that same type of level. And now obviously Lan Lazard is not Travis Kelsey. Um, so it, it, he's not as good, but they are synced up in that same type of way. And it's very clear and it's very evident. Um, so like it, there's some ways that he's going to lean on Alan Lazard even more than you think. Um, and then there's other ways where it's just like, yeah, you can see the chemistry building with Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is just that awesome. Um, and then you match his awesome powers with, uh, with, uh, Aaron Rodgers' awesome powers, and it's, you're gonna expect it to make magic. Uh, and then there's just the simple factor of Garrett Wilson being as good as he is with that quarterback in the orbit that he's going to create with the defensive backs that are going to have to pay the attention to him and how that's going to obviously free everything up. And then also again, we Aaron Rodgers hasn't historically leaned heavily on on tight ends as much as as uh you would sometimes think, but they got a stable of receiving options there too. So uh they they still have plenty of weapons in this offense, especially considering that the quarterback is Aaron Rodgers.
3: Some offensive line movement today, a lot of Tristan Cologne, some load management with Elijah Vera Tucker. He came in and out. Doesn't appear to be any kind of re of an injury. They're just being cautious with him. Noah Schweitzer today looks like he got banged up in yesterday's practice. Joe Tittman participated in individual drills, so that's a positive sign. And we got to see Makai Beckton again at right tackle. He had some fun battles with Will McDonald today.
2: Yeah, it was it was good to see him out there, and you know the that defensive line is relentless. Uh just constant. Will McDonald, Quentin Williams, like John Frank Myers. It's just one like Bryce Huff, and Michael Clemens. Just all these guys, just one after another, constantly. Just uh, like you've really got to feel bad for these O line, especially you know. The colognes, like, you're not, they're just there to just be turnstiles and just get ran over, over and over and over again for these guys. Uh, but the, the offensive line held up a little bit better today. Again, I'm not too worried about it. I think that it's going to be a problem the first week of the season. And it is. And then, and it's probably going to be a problem at least the first quarter of week two. But then it'll settle, and then it just it depends on injuries from there. Uh, but yeah, that it—it's definitely good to see Makai in there. Um, you knew that they—they always talk about the best five will play, best five will play, and unless they were just so sour on him that they were actually going to trade him, which they just couldn't afford to do because they knew the depth that that they lacked there. It, it was just it's going to always end up with having to put him out there. You just gotta hope that he can stay healthy and especially slim down at this way you you gotta hope that's what what'll be and what'll do it for him.
3: Chris Dwayne Brown back off the pup list. That's great news for the Jets. They get their starting left tackle back. They're going to obviously ramp him up slowly, but the fact that he is on track to be ready for week one is huge news. Also, Jarek Bernard-Converse, one of the Jets' day three picks, was off running to the side with trainers today. He'd been on PUP the entirety of training camp, so nobody's seen him. I do still wonder if he even makes it off the PUP list or if they put him on there to save a roster spot to at least begin the season, but the Dwayne Brown news overshadows that. Nice to see Jark Bernard Converse running a little bit, but it's way nicer to know that Dwayne Brown is back off the pup list.
2: Yeah, and, and Dwayne Brown is really like uh, you know, exactly like what I'm talking about with the offensive line. Uh how he him coming back playing once he gets up to speed, that's obviously going to help the offensive line. be better and improve and get to them, uh, putting together the best, uh, five players that they can, but also at his age, at this uh, stage of his career, how much can you, how long can you expect him to stay healthy out of the season? So that's, that's going to be it. But right now you're going to get him. Uh, you got, you just got to hope that he holds up for as, as long as he can and for most of the season. Um, you expect there to be a blip somewhere along there in the middle you just hope that he can overcome that and finish up strong but you know that is clearly add that with makai beckton to the other side uh that'll shore up the edges of the line rogers will feel confident and comfortable with that which will help also solidify the inside and then rogers can help you know Call plays and and do enough to to work around the uh, the weaknesses
3: and inadequacies on that line. Chris, anything else from today's practice that's worth noting that we didn't talk about yet? Well, that I'll just start with the uh, a, a
2: perfect example of the Jets fan base. This this fan base, uh, I first uh, get to practice. They're warming up doing special teams, and I'm walking and I see. They're doing punt to McColl Harman. He kind of muffs the punt. Crowd boos him. Next one, McColl Harman. He loses it completely in the sun. Just can't see it. Crowd really starts booing him. And then uh, Malik Taylor steps up and goes for the punt. And he muffs it. And the crowd is losing it. I mean, like, the things, the obscenities that they are shouting at these two players. Uh, There's this... There's all these little kids. Nobody cares. Uh, the the obscenities were flying, and then uh, uh, you know, Cole Hard sets up, gets the next one, catches it. Just the most raucous, loudest applause you've ever heard in your life. And then just a quick preview of next week's hard uh, hard knocks. You will get to meet the uh, this little kid who who will be the star of next week hard knocks. And that DBs were doing position drills, and Langford like ran this kid over. Like, this kid's eight, ten years old, just completely ran the kid over from behind. Uh, kid popped right up like it was nothing, tried to shake it off. Mm-kay. I'm completely unbothered, but the hard knocks cameras are of course right there. And then sauce and all these other guys are running over to the kid. And I guarantee you that it's going to make for uh, a, a cute little segment on hard knocks next week. So be, be ready
3: for it. An unofficial, but very big deal preview of next week's hard knocks, courtesy of the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jets insider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Mr. Chris nimbly. Chris, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down what happened at day number 20 of New York Jets training camp with me at Florin Park. Really appreciate it. Also, of course, covering the shocking news of the sudden retirement of Corey Davis and where the Jets may go from here. Make sure you check out everything Chris is doing over at JetsInsider.com and follow him on Twitter at JetsInsider and at CNimbly. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Big announcements going on involving Mikai Becton. He's going to get another start at right tackle in the final preseason game against the Giants on Saturday at MetLife Stadium. Want to see how he did in his first start at right tackle? We've got the All-22 on our YouTube channel, so check it out right now, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in the New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and jet.com.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?